As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheila, and Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins, till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheila, and Zach coming at you with steps. Things flapping their wings. Just on. Uh, they can be like bathing suits. One day, you know, one day. <laughs> Finish it up. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta take them off. What the hell? Uh, what, what they show is, is revealing, but what they conceal is vital, right? So. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Thursday, two weeks away from the first night of the NFL draft. Birds with Friends, Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Sheila Kapadia, Marissa Morris, who is, I believe, staying in, like, Zach's aftermath, basically. What's going on here? <laughs> what a weird comment to make. <laughs> it was strange phrasing, yeah, I would say. <laughs> well, yeah, I was trying trying to avoid a, a certain uh, phrasing, and then that's it didn't really end up any better. So, ba- basically, you're, I don't know, you're staying in Zach's room? What's the deal? She's staying in a hotel that I once stayed in. That, which is not well. Uh, don't say once ago. stayed in like stated. it was once stayed in like this like, week. What are you talking like, about? <laughs> so I hopped on the Zoom and I said, Zach, I'm in Delray. We're here visiting Michael's family for Passover. And Zach said, Are you staying at the Blank Hotel? And I said, Yes. Oh my gosh. He said I was there on Monday. So just missed the Bermans. I'm very disappointed about that. <laughs> but it's a thank very you nice for. Hotel. I feel like I feel like I got to avoid being the one who said something awkward by Zach then going, I once stayed there. We're talking about like within this, within a span of two days. We missed each other by so, like 48 yeah. hours. That really would have been an amazing, amazing oh, sighting. I would have been so we would have had to do a pod right there. Emergency in the lobby pod. I, yeah, you would have had to. Yeah. 100. And of course, we would have had to have Emily on as well. So, which would have been even better, but I'll sign, I'll sign on to that. If any of us ever randomly bump into another one at a random location outside, like the Philadelphia area, you have to do an emergency pot. It could be 10 minutes. It could be 15 minutes, but you have to do an emergency. I think pot. that's a I'll good rule for that. Yeah. I like it. 
with I mean, whoever you're with except, too. So that would include your wives. Yeah, let's or settle kids. down. Yeah, yeah or kids. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Zach, how was your how was your little jaunt down south? It was a great time. Great time with family. Great time with my in-laws. But uh, we're two weeks from draft day now, and thrilled to be back. Ready. Uh, this is yeah. I'm I'm eager. I I I did a lot of I did a lot of reading of the beast. Uh, during my time away, so I I feel like uh, I'm sure that um, I'm sure your family must have been thrilled. I I I feel like I am ready for this draft. I I, I was ready before, but I'm particularly ready Flex. now. I feel like Zberm looks like it's day three of the draft. You know, he knew we weren't doing a live video, so a little unshaven look today. Mm. You know, I like it. He, he's is, in grind mode here. I I, I want to specify if we were doing video or not. <laughs> no video. I can be in, you know, just casual clothing. Didn't have to shave. Yeah. So this is this is very much uh, uh, a casual day here. Zach, give me your uh, your top three Disney characters from uh, from your time down down south. Uh, my top three Disney characters. Yeah, so who, who, who do you interact with? Well, let's explain first. We're doing an all draft uh, or an all Eagles <laughs> mailbag today. Quail bag, uh, getting a burden edgewise. I feel like I've gotten through the you know the top twenty to twenty one players with some you know I don't know how many spicy takes I have. I have some questions I want to bounce off of uh, you guys. I have some takes I want to bounce off of you guys. Certainly, you get through the top uh, twenty one. You're looking at players that the Eagles absolutely could be interested in either at their two spots or potentially uh, trading up for. So we got a lot of questions. We are going to get through all of those after a Bo gets done his questioning of Zach's vacation. Yes. Yeah, so now it I, was, I think it was for I think my we kids. Will, so this will oh, go ahead. Answer the question. No, 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 no. So I'm so, let's let's go right to the draft. Answer your the, question. It was. I mean, the I Nikki didn't guy? like. I didn't have interactions with them like my kids did, right? Okay. So, uh, who's Reed's favorite? Uh, well, Reed enjoys a Mickey. I, I mean, he he liked all of them, but I mean, Toy Story. He he, he got a kick out of Toy Story. The Buzz okay. Lightyear, Woody. Yeah, he 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 enjoyed seeing them. And how about Sloan? Uh, Sloan loves Minnie. Okay, that's so. good. I feel like we, you answered that well. Nice job. Okay, so we uh, we've got all your questions for this episode. Uh, some draft focus, some Eagles focused, some uh, nonsense focused, which we like. Next week we will have uh, we will have two pods. One that is going to be uh, guest heavy. We're hoping to have some uh, some heavy hitters on the draft side, and then another that'll just be more unfurling our takes. And then we'll have one more podcast draft week before the draft to uh, to set things up in full before bringing you live uh post game pods after each day of the draft are we doing a live stream zach are we doing a live stream marissa for the first round tbd tbd depends on what the uh, setup at the novacare complex is so I, I think we could pull it off but 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 marissa's got big national obligations that night too so we also need to big natty if you guys want to do a live stream we'll make the live stream happen we will also be doing an athletic football show full complete live stream from vegas so i will actually be in mm. vegas for the draft oh, so. how about that? oh yes. very nice yes my first time to vegas so i hear zach is flying out to vegas a couple days early to get your room ready for you <laughs> i wish i could go out to vegas that would be wonderful that sounds like some maybe some higher ups have heard uh our i guess i should say my not so veiled threats at treating the senior podcast producer with a certain level of respect so i'm glad to hear it Yes, I'm very excited. I'm excited. There's going to be a lot of great content on The Athletic that week. So right. if great you are answer. listening and do not have a subscription, you better sign up. Now's the time. 
And of course, if you do not have a subscription, theathletic.com slash Burrs with Friends will get you a good deal. We have uh, lots of draft content to fill things out over the next couple of weeks. We have we have more articles playing than days of the week, Zach. So we got to figure out how that's going to work. You can have more than one article per day. I know, but I mean, you don't want to you want to overload people. As I said, this is a bobble staple for years. Uh, you know, it gets to usually it's kind of two weeks ahead of the draft, but usually yep. it gets to a week before the draft. And I say, uh, hey, Bo, what do you got next week? And he reels off like 12 things. And yep. I'm like, Bo, the draft is in a week. He's like, yeah, I, yeah, I know. I'm going to do this, this day, this day. So I feel like you, you, you know, maybe in 2023, you try to spread it out a little bit. Maybe in 2023. Hopefully the, yeah. the work that I did this offseason putting together that uh, enormous spreadsheet of uh, past that. pro bowlers yeah. will, help me, uh, will help me save some time next year. So okay. I don't have to do that again. Uh, and of course, you can check that out on the Athletic. All right, let's uh, let's get to the quail bag, getting a bird in edgewise. Sheil, why don't you start with your question from uh, Instagram, just so we get it out of the way before I, I roll through all these Twitter bad boys. I mean, not not so we get it out of the way. I mean, people know you get preferred if if you ask the question via DM to me on Instagram, you're getting preferred uh, prioritization here. Sure, I don't know. Yeah, I, sure. I kind of stumbled there. Uh, so Ed DeJoseph asks, this is a good question, actually. Hey, Sheil, how would you place your turkeys on the following outcomes? This, of course, is meant for everybody. He's just messaging me, so he said, hey, Sheil. Uh, just like Eagles you texted me on the side uh, before the show, hey, Bo, Bo. or Bo, comma, uh, are you handling the uh, questions yeah. or am I? Like, I obviously meant that to be two birds with friends. That's why I addressed you, Bo, but I just clicked on Bo Very by funny accident. to get it. Very funny oh, to get a, a personal address with a comma. As a, I a responded, uh, I'm getting older by the day, and so there will be more occurrences like that really, in the future. Like, very dangerous, I feel, I feel like... Uh, how willy-nilly I, I might like send a text to the wrong person, which has happened before, not even in a bad way, but just like uh, something that's, you know, and, and if it's, if it is disparaging, Please, you got to really more. triple check. Okay. I don't know if we were doing mistress talk yeah. early or not. All right. Uh, turkeys <laughs> Eagles advance past the wild card round in 2022. Eagles are eliminated in the wild card round. Eagles finish just outside the playoffs. Eagles finish last. In NFC East. Ooh, good one. So we got we got a hundred turkeys. All right, let me write you this down. Spread them out on those four. Eagles advance to at least the divisional round. Eagles uh, make the playoffs, but lose in the wild card round. Eagles finish. He says just outside the playoffs, but I feel like that's a kind of a wider. Uh, well, basically on these, it's it's they. They don't, but finish don't last finish in, the in last place. Correct. That's right. And yeah. don't make the so, playoffs. Right? Yeah. So they don't finish in last, but they don't make the playoffs. And then fourth is they finish in last in the NFC East. Who, who wants to? Boy, they're scribbling. Man, now they're like really, they're really focused now. Wait till, you know, uh, an hour and a half from now, the questions we're getting to. So again, uh, DMing me on Instagram is the way to go if you want their full focus. All right, go ahead, Bob. Uh, let me just make sure this adds up. Okay, it does. Uh, I'm going uh, 10 turkeys on they make it past the wild card round. Only 10? Oh, sorry, Eagles fans. Fast forward to the 2024 season. I'm going uh, 35 turkeys on they make the wild card round. But lose. But lose. See, I feel like D Danez is going to crush you on the game theory here because if you make it, you know, and you're like a seven-point sure. dog, you have a twenty what a twenty-five percent chance, 
to advance. So I feel like math, uh, this is hard doing it on the spot, but mathematically this is probably off. But eh, that's what the turkeys are for. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the most likely scenario is they miss the playoffs. So I've got 39 turkeys on that. And that leaves six turkeys for they finish in dead last. Okay. So you think it's more likely they make the divisional round than finish last, but not you not know, that much, I, like not, not that a huge much more likely difference yeah. there, and I think most people would probably say those middle two are probably going to be the most likely uh, scenarios there. Okay, Zeberm, what do you got? I have forty-five. That I'm trying to look up some playoff odds here, real quick. I have forty-five that. that they don't make the playoffs, right? That they, okay. but they're not last, but they don't make it. Um, I have thirty that they make it and lose the first weekend. I have twenty that they get past the first weekend. And I have five that they're the worst team in the NFC. Mm. Okay. Five. Okay. The worst team in the uh, in the NFC, right? In the NFC, NFC East. East. The NFC ah, East. okay. I was thinking NFC. Um, no. Then they, that's that's even that would happen. NFC. Lower. No, yeah. come on, Z Berm. I'll I'll keep it at five. The Panthers are still around, you know. The Falcons. Come on. Versus right, Panthers. To... All right. Okay. So well, let me let me give you some uh, some odds here. Uh, Eagles odds to this is interesting to finish first are plus 350 eagles odds to finish fourth are plus 340 and that's just in the nfc east mm. yeah I should betting markets yeah. betting markets are telling us eh, slightly pretty even but that it's more likely they finish in last than first uh second is plus 200 and third is plus 250. I'm trying to find okay. some playoff odds. Let me here. just 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 make a, 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 a quick adjustment here. I am going. That's not how turkeys work. <laughs> That's not how turkeys work, baby. Yeah. Okay, all right. I already did. All right, it's fine. No editing. Look, this is no. real money. So I'm it's getting. Yeah, all right. I would say. Yeah, I, I think that it's it's just as I think it's probably similar odds. I, I would say a little bit more that they make the second round. I would put at let's say fifteen. I'll put last place at. Actually, you know what? I mean, would it be the? Would it be crazy it's, if they yeah, finished I mean, like in last? A, a, an injury to the quarterback is basically like. I d- I disagree that with that. I don't know that there would be a major drop off if Gardner Minshew had to play. Okay, a a a a key injury or two, at like wherever you want to, to place them. I don't know, Jason Kelsey or, yeah, or Devontae Smith. One. Like Jason Kelsey, know. you're telling everyone they got four centers in waiting. You know, don't mock a center to them. They're fine there. No, Say Malo can I'm step saying. in, Dickerson can step in. Okay. I mean, Herbig <laughs> Bo wants to move on to the next question. No, I think All it's right. fine. All right, I'll say uh, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna make it even. 15 and 15, second round of the playoffs. Okay. And last place that leaves me with 70 left. I think there's. A, I think it's a good bet to have the most turkeys on last place. It's not. It's not the craziest thing. You know what? I'll just make it. Uh, it shouldn't really be even, though, right? That they missed the play because you have more. It shouldn't be, but it's also right. it's a little bit different now with seven teams uh, making it. That's true. Um, so it's a little bit likelier to make the playoffs, and also more likely to to like be a big underdog in the playoffs. I'll go forty-five. They miss the playoffs, but don't finish in last, and uh, twenty-five that they make the playoffs, mm. but losing the first round. And what did you have for they w- make it to the second round? Fifteen. 15. Oh, okay. I mean, probably terrible. Uh, Danis, tell us what we screwed up and tell us what the odds should be. Okay. All right. Let's stick with an Eagles question here from Jordan Gillis. You have to te- you have to keep one of these three people for the next 10 years. 
Howie Roseman, Jalen Hurts, or Nick Sirianni? Now, I I think I would I would imagine question, the, Jordan. I would imagine the parameters here are in their current position, right? You can't just yes. like yeah, I, I let's Hurts stick with that backup quarterback, right? Um, in which case, I think I think you definitely eliminate Jalen Hurts. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sorry, yeah. but but you don't want to you don't want to lock into that for ten years. Um, I don't know. Tough call. Tough I call. Would, and, and Nick. Look, I'll I'll jump in here and and sticking to the Bill Walsh theory and what Shields discussed. I don't love the idea of having my head coach there for ten years, right? Um, but your GM will have been there for like so, thirty yeah. years. Look, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's scenario. But a GM isn't isn't like uh, setting the the tone with the players, if you will, right? Like the the GM in theory and in practice is removed from the players a bit uh and how he's frankly proven more than Sirianni has so in that scenario I would go Howie for the next 10 years over Sirianni for the next 10 years or Jalen Hurts for the next 10 years I might I'm on the fence I I think yours is the most reasonable Zach but yeah uh you know like uh, maybe we're underrating what Sirianni's ceiling could be as a head coach. Sure. You know, when he when you saw what he did, he's uh, a young guy. Year, young guy connected with players, adapted his scheme. Doesn't seem like a jerk. Seems to, as you know, you would say in like a preschool, plays well with others. I would yep. say, you know, seems like somebody who, if they get a couple of years where they're winning games, like would make a Philadelphia a nice destination. Now those are all. None of that is certain. I mean, we could be a year from now. We could be saying, "Man, he's Matt Matt Nagy." Right. They didn't totally. improve in their second year. It could totally be that. We're a nice guy, but I don't know that he does anything special as a coach. At the same time, you know, with Howie, uh, I feel like with the other stuff that's in place with the organization, with ownership, with uh, salary cap. I don't know. I feel like, you know, maybe you would have a, a decent chance to find a GM that, uh, you know, fills that role as well as how he does. And maybe you would have some uh, upside there to be better where his uh, weaknesses uh, potentially are. So I don't know. I, I, I Like I said, I think Zach's is reasonable if you were asking me. what. And also, you know, it is what you said with the Bill Walsh thing. I mean, he will have, you know, if 10 more years, that would be a long time of one guy yeah. total. You know, you know, he has total power. Like Sirianni, you can say, listen, you're, we're not, you know, you're not going to have a say on personnel. Hey, right. we want to recommend the, these, wanting to take a look at these coaches. These are some weaknesses. Uh, you know, with Howie, it's, you know, Howie is running the show with the owner and so um i i think i would go uh sirianni how he hurts right i think it like if 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 sirianni's turns out to be a dud like you can clip his wings and and you know hire a uh you know a big time offensive coordinator and big time defensive coordinator and just sort of make him the you know like just the face um and his floor harder to do yeah, and I think his floor, we know he's not Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, uh, you know, those guys. So, like, after right, those guys— Right, he's not antagonizing guys. Yes, exactly. there's a wide yeah. group of coaches that is probably just going to depend on who their players are, and then you have the top maybe six or seven where you say, man, they find an edge everywhere. All right, well, Shield uh, teased— Are you answering that? Or, I think or I would not? go I think I think would go with, with Sirianni for those reasons because I think there's a little bit more flexibility, but also more just because— uh, like from an from an interesting perspective we've already seen 10 years of howie so let's let's see what something else looks like 
Uh, you teased on Twitter, Sheila, that we were answering questions about Eagles, the draft, and Zach's honeymoon. And so we have a question. No, we're not. Uh, Zach, where did you go on your honeymoon, and what was your favorite PG part of it? <laughs> so, so Bo, you're PG the filter here. You know that Who this is the is question, not a question from? Like, you literally know this, this is, is not a question, a question from Matthew. that I want to answer. So why would you even bring it up? I have every question. I've included every question. Every question. Make sure you get Everyone. to the undershirt one. I got some takes there. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a great honeymoon. It was uh, it was six years ago or, or, or five and a half years ago, and it has nothing to do with the draft. Okay. Um, well, yeah, so, I mean, a lot of these questions have nothing to do with the draft. <laughs> Let's get to some it was draft in the, ones. It was so in the Eastern Hemisphere. Two weeks away. It was in the yeah. Eastern Hemisphere. Okay. Let's get right, some let me, draft Let me find on. a draft question. Okay. Uh, from Fine Oak Things, if the birds trade up, who do you think who do you think they are targeting? Any chance they get another 2023 first if they trade back? I would be surprised if they're picking up another future first. That seems unlikely to me. Um, in terms of who they would trade up for. Why does that seem so unlikely to you? That they would get another first round, future first round pick? Yeah, they still have two picks in the first round. I don't know, who's, team giving, wants to... I don't know who's giving one up at this point. Okay, uh, well, I mean, that all depends on how the board falls. I mean, if a guy slips and a team says, I can't believe player X is still there at uh, 15, then maybe they make, you know, maybe they are interested. Maybe. I'm, I'm sure they would love. I think it's highly unlikely, yeah. I think, I think it's, it's highly unlikely. Okay. I mean, it just doesn't well, it, yeah, happen. Yeah, it if you look at the grand scheme of things, yeah, yeah you're, you're right. It's it's more unlikely than likely, but like, you know, I'm not going to be uh, sitting here with my jaw dropped if it happens on draft night. I think there's every reason to expect they might trade back again. I just, I don't think to that degree. I think okay. it would be, I think it would be surprising. Um, to me, the guys who they would be, like, who I would be not surprised, they move up to like, 11 or so for um i mean i think in a crazy scenario where like thibodeau falls which now seems unlikely but there there had been some smoke that 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 might happen like a month ago um stingley is interesting to me from that that mm -hmm. point uh, i think kyle hamilton is a mm -hmm. possibility and otherwise i think they sort of they sort of wait like i could see them moving up like one or two spots for a guy just to get him but but in terms of like a like a four five six spot move up i think those are the three guys who i have in mind zebra yeah, anyone else to add to that then i've got no a i mean the, takes the, on some of those guys the hamilton conversation is going to be an interesting one for us to have next week because in that case you're you're going against you know probably certain measurables that that you that you might require at the position but when you just watch him play and you see the production uh it's it's hard to argue with the talent i think uh i, I view I, him differently than the way yeah. we talked about your boy isaiah simmons whereas like because he, he has a defined position yeah, so, yeah yeah uh so i don't believe ahmad gardner will be within the range, or, or should we call him sauce gardner uh, that's a good yeah, point I mean, yeah. when you got a nickname that yeah, yeah. 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 sauce gardner so look it it might be that he's off the board at a point where you where where you feel comfortable trading up to, uh, but if if there's a run early on edge rushers and offensive tackles, and let's say a quarterback sneaks in there, right. and all of a sudden you're um, in kind of that seven to ten range or you know seven to twelve range, and Gardner's on the board, that's a player I I could certainly see them jumping up for. 
uh, then you mentioned Thibodeau. That's a player I would jump up for. It seems to be Me a too. conversation that um, different you know draft rooms are going to have different opinions on. Same thing with Stingley. Um, I I would jump up for Stingley. I know that there's there's talk uh, about you know should you trade up for Jordan Davis and we can have the Jordan Davis conversation. I think there's a chance he could be there when the Eagles pick and if and if not, I'm not sure if I'm sacrificing picks for him. Um, and of some of the you know, I, I'm not sure I trade up for Jermaine Johnson. I'm not sure that I, I I'm not trading up for a wide receiver this year. Uh, so I would say that the edge rushers and the corners and Hamilton are the players that I, 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 I would trade up for. And then trading back, I could certainly see them trading back. I think there are going to be other teams that are going to be interested in adding a future first, Giants among them. Uh, but uh, I, I'm skeptical they can land a future first. Perhaps they can land a future second, right? Perhaps they right. can do a similar deal to what they did in 2018 where you trade back maybe like 10, 15 spots and you add a future second al- along with that and then you're armed with, with two ones and two twos next year. I think Thibodeau is the first name that came to mind. As I was going through this exercise, I was going, why is Thibodeau not in the mix to be the top overall pick? I, mean, I totally agree. Look at, look at what's happened over the last two months. You know, uh, I I thought two two months ago wasn't he considered uh, the top overall pick? Or, or I feel like more like in the in, in, the mi- in the beginning of the fall, it was like it was like accepted. Uh, I think it was be. later than that. I mean, I I think it was. I think Dane had tweeted out like late in the season there was a clip of Thibodeau doing something nuts, mm. and you know he tweeted out with the first pick in the. Uh, NFL draft, Roger okay. Goodell selects. And I, and I don't think he was like on an island yep. with that. I'm just looking at Thibodeau. I mean, five-star recruit, 6'4", 254, a team captain last year, 19 sacks uh, in 32 games. If you look at the hurry numbers, the hits numbers, uh, those are right there. Uh, I know a lot of people said, well, in two, 2019, he was a monster. 2021, he wasn't. If you look at some of the, you know, Sports Info Solutions had his sack percentage and his pressure percentage higher in 2021 than it was in 2019. Mm-hmm. So some of this is opportunity driven. He missed some time with injuries. They're dropping him into coverage for, uh, I mean, I can't tell you why they're doing that, right. but they were uh, doing that. Yeah, I wrote down late October was viewed as the top okay. overall pick. I mean, you compare his numbers to Aiden Hutchinson. He had 139 fewer pass rush opportunities than Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, you have to take that into account. Uh, Sports Info Solutions had uh, this stat quick pressure rate. Uh, How often do you get there in two and a half seconds or less? And then true pressure rate where you just look at straight dropback situations, you know, not um, quick screens, uh, RPOs, those things. And uh, he was better than Hutchinson in both those metrics. I'm looking at all those. Uh, Deontay Lee wrote a great piece uh, for The Athletic. I don't know if you guys read that one, comparing the top three ed- edge, rusher, edge rushers, Hutchinson, Thibodeau, and... Uh, Trayvon Walker. Trayvon Walker, and he had Thibodeau as uh, you know the guy with the highest ceiling among the three, saying he's got the you know elite trait. It, it might not translate in the NFL, but he has the elite trait. Uh, Chris so Long, lo- there was a good conversation on Chris Long's podcast. Okay, what did his, he say? His thoughts on the rushers. He likes Thibodeau. He likes Thibodeau okay. a lot too. He, he, it's sort of like he likes all those guys, and he's explaining what he likes and what concerns him. Yeah. But but uh, sort of reading between the lines, I think he likes Thibodeau the most. 
Yeah, so I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Did the coaches I get like in a room with too. this guy like, and say he yeah. likes to play chess or he has his own um, what, cryptocurrency? Cryptocurrency. And, cocky. Yeah. You know what? Like, my gosh. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I would like to. I know we're going to have some people on uh, next week, and I would like to ask them about it. But if this is, like, all personality-driven, then, man, you know, if he starts to drop a little bit and he's getting in that, like, eight or nine range, I'm not saying I would, you know – I would necessarily uh, do it or not do it, but he's the first name that came to mind when I was trying to go through here. All right, who could they potentially trade up for? Because I don't think it's a long list, and I think he's probably uh, near the top of that list. I think Jordan Hill, uh, I mean, Jordan Davis has to be, <laughs> Jordan Hill, uh, Jordan Davis has to be uh, in that conversation. Like you mentioned, Zach, I mean, if you're going to take a swing I'm for not sold. upside. Go ahead. Uh, I am sold, but yeah, we'll, we'll have that conversation. Yeah. Wait, you are sold. We have a we have a specific Jordan Davis question. But I'm can, sold on Jordan Davis, but I'm not sold on the trade up part of it. But yeah, yeah, go. Okay, up. yeah, yeah. All yeah, right, go well, on. all right. Then I will. Well, let's yeah. talk about Jordan Davis when we get to it. All right, go ahead. Anyway, I, so I think Thibodeau is a good one. Uh, I think Thibodeau and Stingley, question. you know, remind me of the Jamar Chase and Micah Parsons sort of conversations, where like these guys were considered studs, and then the draft process played out and. They got sort of dinged a little bit for whatever reason, and they they fell maybe later than they should have. When it feels like <clears throat> it was maybe maybe overthinking things. I see your point. Now the the difference, and I suppose Stingley could partially apply there because he didn't play much last year. Um, with with Parsons, you hadn't seen him play in you know two years. Same thing with with Chase. Like they opted out. Now I'm not saying that that meant they should have dropped, but there was yeah, a I, I suppose a yeah. little more intrigue there. With with uh, Thibodeau, like I don't understand what the now you know, is he related he's, to Tom? He's, <laughs> he's not. No, okay. um, he would have been playing every snap yeah. every game. Yeah. If he was. That's right. he's, Never get a break. He's like he's he's consistently <laughs> like Melvin he's Gordon consistently done it. Legs. He's he's gotten to the quarterback. He's he's been productive. Um, I'm I'm with Shio on on this one here. Like any any of the. Um, the chatter here seems to be like overthinking it, trying to find, like like trying to rationalize picks, right? Um, it, I I'm I know I'm I'm not the one in the interview room with them, but having watched him play quite a bit, I've seen no evidence that like he doesn't like playing football, right? So uh, a matter of fact, I only see evidence that he's really good at playing football. Yeah, so there, I, yeah, there's yeah. it's it's all vague. I always my antennae go up when it's all so vague right. and it makes me thinking, all right, uh if this football guy is trying to play psychologist again. Now yes. I could be wrong. Maybe the guy's a complete a-hole and he'll get to the league and his career will wash out. Again, they have more information than I do, but when it's so vague and there's not a hey, this was yeah. an off the field thing or this is specifically why he rubbed people the wrong way and it's just this dumb stuff because he doesn't have like the person the personality that a specific coach who has no ability to deem whether a guy has the right personality yeah. or not has, then I start to get nervous. Uh, I just got to read out one of my you you know, as you were, Zach, I was going through the beast here. One of my favorite sections was Derek Stingley's high school write-up. I don't know if you if, if you guys read this part or not, but let me just read these notes out. Played varsity as an eighth grader, Derek Stingley, in high school. Allowed one reception for 11 yards as a junior and senior combined. Oh, my gosh. Had 27 interceptions and zero touchdowns allowed in high school career 
I mean, it was like one of the best high school uh, write-ups I've seen in the Beast. Of course, a five-star recruit. For those of you who are just getting caught up uh, on the draft, Stingley was a monster recruit to LSU, was fantastic as a freshman, uh, 21 pass breakup, six interceptions in 15 games. The last two years has had some injuries, played in just 10 games total. Maybe his performance was a little more uh, uneven there, missed nine games last year. And so, like, the upside is pretty much undeniable. There's this practice footage of him covering Jamar yes. Chase that has made the rounds on the internet where you, like, you just say, all right, I don't really need to see uh, anything else when you see that upside. The questions, I think, are more, uh, you know, I think the durability questions are probably fair when you look at the time he's missed over the last two years. But I don't know that there's a lot of other stuff uh, that you can really point to. So kind of like a bit of a boomer bust type guy, I guess, if, if you think he might get injured. Also, some, some Philadelphia connections. His father okay. was a former Phillies, uh, you know, farmhand, if you will, right? Okay. He was drafted by the Phillies, played in the Phillies organization, and his father was also the defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Soul at one point. Hmm. I didn't know that. Right. Very nice. All right. Uh, okay, along these lines, sort of a question from AL, who says, you're the GM and picking first overall. Forget about scheme, where holes are on your imaginary team, what your cap space is, et cetera. Who would you most want on your football team? So, so this isn't necessarily who you would pick first overall. This is just like I, think I would pro- love. To, I, think I would love to have is. this guy. Oh, it I is. Think it, I think it probably is. I mean, you can if if you think there are different answers, you can you can answer it differently. Yeah, I thought it was just like who's the guy you love the most in the first round, where you'd be like, okay. you know. I mean, to that question, I, I think just going through these guys, it seemed like Sauce Gardner might be the cleanest, mm. uh, you know, or one of the cleanest prospects. Cornerback from Cincinnati, six foot three, ran four forty one, uh, plays like an a hole in a good way, you know, that you want from a cornerback. Has ball production, twenty seven passes defended, nine interceptions, durable. Missed only one game in the last three seasons. Uh, did not allow a touchdown in three years on over 1,100 coverage snaps. That's per uh, Dane Brugler. And so I w- as I was just going through and like who feel it now, there is no such thing as a can't miss guy, but he felt to me like a uh, can't miss guy. The guy I was wondering about uh, why he slipped a little bit and why he wouldn't be the top of overall pick was Evan Neal. Uh, from that's, Alabama, that's who I think to me is, and, and I and I don't like saying safest either, but like yeah. the cleanest projection, like, like he right. checks every box, and yeah. he plays an important position. Like I, I feel like water gun to my head. Like who 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 do you pick first overall and keep your job? I I might go with him. Yeah, I think he would be there. He would definitely be there for me. Premium position. We're seeing what left tackles are getting paid. Six foot seven was a five star recruit. Forty college starts. Uh, gave up. Two sacks last year, uh, you know, playing in the uh, SEC, durable, was a captain last year. Just see, I remember just seeing the, you know, at the combine, like you, this does not look like a six foot seven, right. 337 pound like man. 70 yeah. pounds and look the exact same. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he, he, I, I would probably go with him if you were saying, who would you, you know, First overall pick, who are you taking? He would probably be right there for I you. agree. I, I'm, I'm dis- so far, we are we have like the exact same takes. It's oh, I've got some yeah. crazy takes okay. later, don't worry. Okay. Zach? Yeah, so if, I, if I'm not prioritizing positions, right, you know, because I would prioritize edge rusher and, and probably talk about Thibodeau or, or one of those guys. But Kyle Hamilton, to me, is, 
he's he's just a really good football player who has proven it at a at a high level. Um, he's been like he's he's been productive. He's been durable, um, or I should say, relatively durable because he he didn't miss time. Uh, he missed the second half of, of last season, so actually not totally durable. But um, he he has a a size. I, I said durable because it seems like I've been watching him for three years, right? Um, he he has a size profile that's hard to find. I understand that the time speed is not there, but if you're putting a defense together and you can have a guy like him on the back end, I think it it, it changes the way you play defense. So I, I, I would say Kyle Hamilton and then um, – On then Hamilton, have, I just had a question. I thought yeah. in the Beast, and I can't pull it up now because my uh, computer goes slow and I have too many tabs up uh, w- with Zoom, but I thought it said that he ran 4.59 at the Combine – and then ran four seven at his pro day. Is that wrong? Because all no, I correct. see is the four. Well, that's then correct. how come everyone's so carried away with the four seven? I mean, he ran a four. You know, could right. have just been a bad day. He ran four five yeah. nine in front of everybody. I yeah. mean, and it's not it's not that much of a difference. I mean, you can see his range. And this uh, is one where like the the teams have way more information than we do. They've right. got the GPS tracking data. They yeah. will have a much better sense of what his actual time speed or what like his in-game speed is than 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 we do. So Okay, yeah. I was just wondering about and, that. Sorry, and, Zebra. I, go no, ahead. And, go ahead and then we can talk Jordan Davis when the Jordan Davis question. Oh, well, comes. we'll go Jordan Davis okay. next. I just want to say okay. on on Hamilton like from an Eagles perspective, we've talked about how like how he has acknowledged how difficult safety is and uh, whether like you know he he questions whether he trusts himself um, in terms of evaluating college safeties he would rather maybe sign uh, veteran safeties I think it's different when you're talking about the guy who's like the consensus top safety in the class there's a little bit less guesswork and you can sort of trust the the group think a little bit more and yeah, it's more just about that. how you value that player yes. Um, so I do. Think it would have been a good bit if we just tease Jordan. You know, we'll get to Jordan Davis later, and then we just never got to <laughs> yeah, it got on to. like a three-hour pod. I mean, that would have been pretty good and pretty on brand. But I guess we should. Well, so let's at ahead. least What's do it this question? way. Let's take a little break and hear from our sponsors. Okay. And on the other side, we'll talk about the big man, Jordan Davis. It's not actually a break, Shiel. <laughs> You're a professional. <laughs> Shiel's like break. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Leave this in. <laughs> leave you that in. Go. Leave you that in. Do, do I was going to go plug my watch in, but <laughs> right. I mean, I'll still do it. Go ahead. Ask the Jordan Davis question and then. No, uh, do the I'll... thing and then come back. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but keep keep this live. I don't want any of this cut. Okay. Now we'll go to break. <laughs> okay. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. 
All right, back on Birds with Friends, talking draft, Zach's honeymoon, all the good stuff. As we continue with the quail bag getting an abrasion edgewise, we talk now about Jordan Davis, who I think is one of the more um, like like last year, even pre-draft, Eagles fans were zeroed in on Devontae Smith, it felt like. And it feels like this year it's Jordan Davis and Jamison Williams to to a certain extent. Like those are the two guys. Jordan Davis, uh, for those of you uh, not entirely familiar, defensive tackle from Georgia, big, strong, powerful man, also an incredibly athletic man, uh, tested um, as one of the best athletes ever for his size at the Combine. Um, but he is uh, – the, the question with Jordan Davis is, is he more than a run stuffer? Um, that is basically how he was used at Georgia. He never had – more than two and a half sacks in a season. He played all four years at Georgia. And he also, like, they rotated guys plenty. So he didn't he didn't play a ton of snaps. But, you know, he was also uh, dominant to a certain extent. He was, I think, ninth in Heisman voting, which you don't get from a defensive tackle very often. Certainly not one who doesn't have a lot of sacks. The question from Slim, Zach, is what do you make of Jordan Davis's snap count issues at Georgia? Is he worth spending a first-round pick on? even though you know you will only get limited snaps from him on a regular basis. I'm not sure you know that. I think yes. you – but go ahead. What, so, give, give me your Jordan Davis thoughts. Yeah, so a little full disclosure here, okay? Uh, go back to Mobile, Alabama. He's your Bo cousin? And I, no. <laughs> Bo and I were at dinner um, with a few people. And, uh, Flex? Uh, the, I, I brought up Jordan Davis that night, and I said to people who know a lot more about this stuff than I do, I said, why can't Jordan Davis like be a a good pass rusher in the in the in the NFL? Like just because he wasn't used that way necessarily at Georgia, does that mean that he can't be that player in the NFL? To me, if if you apply, and I know it's not apples for apples, but if you apply the the Devontae Smith argument that he, he was the best player on the best team in college football, right? So start there. Um, now. Best is a subjective term, but you know, like like he was he was named the top defender in in college football. Um, he was unanimous first team All American. I mean, he 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 changed the the best defense, the best team. He was the player, you know, he was the centerpiece, if you will, of that team. I get there's projection. I understand the Eagles play a different scheme, athletically, um, off the charts, right? Like completely off the off the off the charts. Um, production was there in terms of like the way he affected the game, uh, personality wise, if it, I, I know that that can be nebulous or subjective, but you know, one of those like team captain, team leaders, tone setters in the building, charismatic, um, to me, like the, the worst case scenario is Dexter Lawrence, which is a fine scenario in the middle round for me. And I think that he can be. I'm sorry, not in the middle round. In the middle of the middle first of round. the first round. Yeah. Yep, in the middle of the first round. And I think the potential's there to be more. Um, I don't see why he can't affect the passer. Uh, I I know that there are questions about the snap counts because of the defenses. He you know be. It, I, I think that was more a function of the scheme and the talent there, right? I, I mean they had a player on their defense. I I, I believe Jalen Carter. Uh, number eighty-eight, who uh, uh, who like might be the the he's like the best player of all of them. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 exactly. I mean, they're gonna have linebackers 
drafted it uh, on the first, you know, in this second or third round, Channing Tindall, who didn't start a game this year, right? Um, it, that defense was just absolutely loaded. Jordan Davis is a player that I would gamble on. Um, and to use the Bill Parcells theory, like there aren't people in this world like him. Um, so think about Jordan Mailata, how you said that, you know, there aren't 6'8", 348, 52-pound guys who move like him. There aren't players Jordan Davis' size who move like him, and you add in the fact that he was the best player on the best team in college football. Give me him. Well, you go, and then I'll give you some numbers. Yeah, I think that uh, a lot of what you said is true. I think if that if he if he were there, I don't even remember what was the question. Well, just basically, what do you make of what do you think of Jordan Davis? Okay, yeah, I think if he's there, you know, with the 15th pick and they take Jordan Davis, I'll say you know, good pick. I'm not going to say, yeah, you know, that why did why did they do this? Having said that, I think the concerns are are pretty fair. You know, you're right that a lot of good players on that defense. At the same time, you know, they, they have a, a great defensive coach and they didn't think that Jordan Davis could was an asset for them on passing downs, passing downs to the point where he wasn't on the field on third down in obvious passing situations. And we can just say, well, that's because of their scheme and they were blitzing linebackers and all those things. And at the same time, if you think a guy, uh, you know, six foot six uh, with his athletic profile can you know get after the quarterback on third down you would put him out there uh, a little bit more I would think and so I I think that's a fair concern I am with you you watch him and how he moves and you're just like right yeah I mean you can just kind of picture him in an NFL uniform just wrecking games easily versus the run versus the patch you can see him being uh I don't want to say more impactful because I mean he did win the Bednarik award last year's the best defensive player in the country so it's not like you're just going off of uh his size speed dimensions I mean very uh, productive player for sure. But I, I think it's fair to at least ask that question and have that conversation among your teams. Hey, how many snaps can he play? 60 to you know 70% of the snaps for us because he only played 25 snaps per game uh, last year in college. And so I think that that's a fair question to ask. Hey, if it's the, if it's uh, two minutes left in the game and Patrick Mahomes has the ball, are we hundred percent sure we we're going to have him on the field there uh, being a disruptor and, I think probably the answer is going to be yes for a lot of teams today. And I think he's probably going to go earlier than we're even uh, thinking here. But I think those are all fair questions to have. Uh, you know, some of his pressure stats, the rate stats um, on Sports Info Solutions were very good. So that speaks to what Zach was saying that, you know, the raw numbers might not be impressive, but, you know, he, he certainly flashed uh, those traits and he was productive at times as a pass rusher. So, yeah, I mean, he is fun to watch. Like, I mean, we always talk about the armpit test for uh, quarterbacks. And also I feel like I always refer to coordinators on Monday or Tuesday when they're first getting a look at your team, who are the guys they say, we have to have a plan for this guy. And he's absolutely one of those guys like, Six, six and a half, 341, just yeah. to just But if to he reaches it. his ceiling, man, he's yeah. like one of those guys in the entire league that you're just like, every offensive coordinator is going, oh, shoot, you know, we're going to have a hard time coming up with a plan to block that guy, whether it's in the run game or the pass game. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I am in on him, and I, but I do also think that those, the concerns that people have are fair. And I think part of contextualizing the upside is he played four years. This is not this is not like a like you know some crazy athletic freak who's coming out after his sophomore or junior season. Um, he played four years, 
Never had more than two and a half sacks. So the of the 26 Pro Bowl defensive tackles over the past five years, these are the defensive tackles who never had more than or at least five sacks in a season in college. Okay. okay. Uh, Dontari Poe, Dontari Poe, who had two. This is probably a very good comp. Might be a very good comp for him. Which I think, think yes. is. And his was draft his, process. It, right. Um, and, but he was an underclassman. Okay. So, okay. Um, but, and he turned out to be a good player, but you know, that, that pass rush never came. He was, he was sort of what he was. Uh, Haloti Nada had three. Um, He's back. back. Uh, he had three, uh, also never really came up with the pass rush, but was a great player. I mean, obviously that's a great pick. He also was an underclassman though. Uh, then you go all the way down to the second round. Uh, you get Chris Jones, who who de- definitely turned into a great pass rusher. That's awesome. He That's the a- interior pass rusher everybody wants, except right. for Aaron Donald is Chris Jones. Yeah, right. He was an underclassman. Uh, you go to Jarrell Casey, who had four and a half sacks in college. He was an underclassman, third round pick. Then you go to uh, the fourth round, Henry Melton, who was a senior, had four sacks. And then you go, uh, there's a couple day three guys, Kyle Williams, Grady Jarrett, and uh, Damon Harrison, Damon Snacks Harrison. So there is really no precedent for like a guy being an early pick, not having that amount of production and getting that production at the next level. It's good context. Still, so I, like, sorry, I get the athletic upside. I agree that like there is a chance this guy turns out to be, you know, the best defensive tackle in the league. If you're there at 15, I'm not going to argue with it, but I like it it would it would be unprecedented for him to turn into that based on what he showed in college so a, a very good points there a few count or i would give one counter there and then one overall thought here um okay i hear what you're saying about the sack production so let's 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 look at the georgia defense a matter of fact let's stretch it out kirby smart's defenses okay historically um let's let's only take the prolific sack producers in Kirby Smart's defense. Um, who was the last double-digit sack producer at Georgia in Kirby Smart's defense? Do you know? No. Did Aziz Ojolari have 10 or no? There hasn't been one. There hasn't been okay. one, right? Okay. Um, Aziz Ojolari was a, was a prolific one, if you will, at eight and a half sacks. But besides that, right, it, it very seldom happens. They're, they're top, you know, the... the yeah, but I, I think I think Nicobe Dean not like blowing it up and not having more than two and a half. But I think Nicobe Dean last year was was up there, and then I, I think Robert Beal Jr. too. Um, I mean Nolan Smith, who's a good pass rusher, was like around a four. I mean you go on in their history at at Georgia, it's not a defense that's that's producing these prolific well, the way they play that numbers. line like you know everybody complains yeah. about the way they use Trayvon Walker, like they never actually mm-hmm. got to see him yeah. like really play on the edge and, and go. Um, so yeah, that's that's important context. That's fair. So so that's the first thing I, I would say when looking at the Georgia numbers. The second thing, and I, and I defer to Sheil for all the draft rules, like the uh, rules that 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 you should follow. Next but, week, column coming but, out. Yeah, but there's 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 one rule I have, and in, in particular to the first round. Um, if a guy draft the guys one year of <laughs> high school in Philadelphia, <laughs> draft the guys that you are trying to talk yourself out of, not the guys you're trying to talk yourself into. Um, I, I feel you you, on. you miss more when you're like, you know, I think he can do this, and, and you try to convince yourself. Right. And you know what that's a great one for? 
Jalen Rager versus Justin Jefferson. Exactly. Exactly. And Devontae Smith last year, right? Like if you're if you're trying to find reasons why you shouldn't draft the guy, draft the guy. I like if that. you're trying if you're trying to find reasons why you should, stay away from that guy, right? Because um and, and, and that's what I see with, with Jordan Davis. Like all the reasons I hear not to draft him, uh aren't it, it's like you're trying to convince yourself that what what was available to see what other coaches have said, what but his that, coaches but, have no, said. No, but 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 you're talking yourself into him being a pat a a great pass rusher. That is I'm talking myself into him being taking it differently than you. I'm talking myself into him being like an imp like an impact player on on your team. Right. He but he yeah. but but he he is that. Like that's mm-hmm. what you're. If you're drafting him, you need to accept that there's a good chance that he is Dontari Poe. Right. Like. Okay. Yeah. Um. And I get there's there's projection when you're not looking at him as a traditional nose tackle, um, but like like to me, I I am not going to talk myself out of a player with that profile. So that's that's just me. I think he's a good one. Where scout, I mean, actually, a few he of these is guys like he is the guy this year. For, yeah, for, I mean, Eagles, if. I this is where like scouting becomes uh, really important. You know, like a few of these guys, Thibodeau, you know, Stingley, uh, Jordan Davis. Like, all right, who who's your scout plugged into Georgia who can tell you why? It's not that he wasn't productive. Why did he? Why wasn't he on the field when? Okay. Uh, on third downs. I mean, that is a question that hopefully somebody on your staff has a connection there that can answer. And if it's just that, well, you know, they have a lot of guys. I mean. You know, then it's it's sort of like, well, if you know, if you have a great player, the excuse is never that, well, the other guys gave us a better chance to get to the quarterback. So I, I don't know. It's a, I, I think it's a uh, I think it's a fair question. I think both context is very good for not not just this for all positions. Like it's it's rare. It's not never, but it's rare that you are more productive in the NFL than you are in college. Like that, that's not typically how it works. It does work like that sometimes, but that's not something you probably want to count on. All right. Good Jordan Davis talk. Yeah, that was good Jordan Davis talk. Uh, All right. From Fransky in LA, current vocations aside, what is the thing, skill, hobby, sport, hidden talent that you would be a top 10 draft pick in? Uh, I actually asked my wife about this before the uh, show because I wasn't sure what to do, and I think she gave me a good one. She said uh, determining what time you should leave or we should leave mm. a place to get to a place on hmm. time with my backwards you counting, your, but I know backwards. Yeah, I know we've got a lot of new listeners uh, since then. So what I do is. Um, you know, I start with the time we need to arrive. So, for example, we went to the Phillies game yesterday. I wanted to be uh, checking those, handing them those tickets or scanning those tickets at 1230. So I said, all right, 1230, we're walking into the stadium. One o'clock game? Uh, tw- one o'clock game. Okay. Uh, 1215, we want to be walking uh, from our car. Uh, that means, you know, like 1210, we want to be parking. I think it'll take us about 25 minutes to get uh, to this parking spot, 1150. All right, let's tell the girls to, you know, start getting their uh, shoes on around 1140, 1145. And I feel like that method uh, almost, you know, pretty much all. Now, we don't always leave at the time uh, that I outlined there, but right. if we did, I feel like I'm very good uh, with that method overall. Now, there were some uh, there were some interesting things that happened at the Phillies game yesterday. 
you know what? Uh, I hadn't been to a game in a while. And going to a baseball game still fun. You know, it's been Absolutely. a while. A if you were sitting it out. Too. If yeah, beautiful day. If you were sitting it out uh, for the pandemic, or, I mean, it had been a while since I had been to a game. But you know, just to like the game is second secondary, unless it's like a playoff game or you know a really Especially tight game. Especially when you got kids, yeah. Yeah, when something's happening, all right, bases loaded. All right, let's pay attention. Okay, uh, you know, okay, tying run uh, at the plate. All right, yeah, we can pay attention. If not, you can just chat. You can uh, talk with friends. You can go get something to eat. Uh, and yeah, so for those who saw the uh, video that Bo is alluding to, we got on the uh, Jumbotron twice with the kids kind of going going wild with it. I know, I was like, we were all, all the adults were like, man, we tried to get on the Jumbotron as kids a million times. Yeah. And you're never able to get to it. But uh, this group was breaking out all the dance moves. Did they so pop? They were, were they excited to be on the Jumbotron? Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. they were literally dancing to get right. on the jump. Right, right, right. But yeah. then did they, was there a good reaction once they realized they had? Yeah. Made, okay. Yeah, I think. It was, but now they're spoiled. I mean, two times yeah, in yeah. one game, they're going to expect that probably uh, every single time. So you can, of course, you know, see video of that at Sheila Kapadia uh, on Instagram. And then, uh, you know, it was fun. We I don't know how much money we spent on uh, food and drink. It was a lot. But, you know, that's what you do at a... Uh, at a baseball game. Nice day. We stayed all nine innings. I couldn't believe it. it was and you got there early. That's very impressive. Oh, we were, it was, this was like a seven hour journey to go to a, I mean, the game was four hours and four minutes long. Uh, Unbelievable. But they, you know, we kept saying, do you want to leave? No, let's stay till the end. So we stayed uh, till the end there. So yeah, very fun. We went to a, uh, we went to a Wilmington Blue Rocks game last weekend. Made this it. upcoming week, Niall will be singing the, uh, part of the group singing the national anthem on Thursday. Oh baby. On Thursday? Next Thursday? I think mm. Thursday night. I, okay. That could be wrong. That's pretty big. That's we made it uh, three innings. It was cold. And uh, okay. Jane was just walking up and down the stairs in case he had uh, cotton candy for the first time. So that was good. Oh, my God. My kids are obsessed with cotton candy. Mm. Turns them into maniacs. Uh, I will also I don't know go... What's in that? Like, what <laughs> is that? I mean, it's that? just sugar. It's right, How is it like... put together? What are you actually eating? I have no idea. Let's get a let's get a listener to uh, tell us exactly. What. If I ate that today, I would have to take like mm. three sick sick days. I think sounds about right. My body would not handle that. Uh, top ten pick for me. Uh, I have also mentioned this previously, but uh, if there are new listeners, they wouldn't have heard it. Uh, for me, crowd walking. Um, I believe that I am uh, the best, true. if yeah. not among the best, um, uh, crowd walkers on the face of the earth and we're talking about like a stadium is a great example of this weaving in and out airport is good seeing the holes before they <laughs> form uh knowing exactly when to when to go in and out that's that is uh that is what i'm all about although i would say you view that as a solo endeavor i will give you credit uh, i've been around you are you know i, I think that's mm. true for you, but you don't view that. I mean, you're with somebody, you're leaving them in the dust. Um, well, it depends if I'm, with, you know, if I'm with a child, it's a little different. But yeah, if we're if we're racing okay. to get to the yeah. uh, the Saints press box, the Saints press That's conference, the exact room, place I was thinking of. After New the Orleans. yes, you're after the going, after the I'm game, going, where did he go? Listen, someone's got to get there, so I got I got to I got to do what I can. Okay, you know, ZB? Do, do it for the uh, the A. Yeah, I mean, I, I I could think more of like what I'm bottom ten in than top ten in. No, but, uh, come on, this is a but, modesty. Uh, no, I I would say uh, maybe I don't know. This is like a top ten thing, but but passively following a game, right? Like if if I'm doing work, <laughs> if I'm doing work and I have the game okay. on in the background, like still 
being in, in tune of what's going on in the game, oh, but see, also, I'm bad at that, also doing my work that, okay. uh, or, or like finding, yeah, finding a good, a, a good meal on the road. Um, mm, I, flex. I take pride in that. Yes. Okay. I like that, but I, I don't, I'm know bad I at the passive following of a game. Um, yeah, me too. I got it on. Either I'm going all in on that or I'm going all – I actually rarely do it anymore. I just keep everything else off. I find I need to be focused. I will have it on, but I then realize that I haven't been yeah. like soaking in anything that has happened. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's a good skill. All right. One from Germany, from Vitold. Uh, we all have been bitching about Fletcher Cox's contract, but is it theoretically possible that he significantly bounces back because of the threat – that Hassan Reddick and possibly a good rookie edge pose last year was bad, but we didn't have enough rushing weapons either. I think it's it's possible that he bounces back. I don't think it's it's likely enough that I would have I would have gambled on the side of not making that fourteen million dollar investment, kind of moving on and allocating that money elsewhere. I still think Fletcher Cox has it in his body to be a good player, uh, but. Uh, given the fact that they're eating what they are in making the June first cut, I wouldn't have then guaranteed the fourteen million. Yeah, I think that I think the uh, the complaints are not about the player being on the field again. It's about the valuation. Like, sir, sure, he could be good again next year, um, but nobody else was giving him that money, um, and so you could have spent that money more wisely. Yeah, I mean, it, p- possible but not probable. I would say, you know, Javon Hargrave had a you know career year last year playing next to him, so that didn't affect uh, Hargrave much. And Cox was playing next to Hargrave, so you know, you 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 know, are are you going to get the same type of production out of Hargrave? Uh, Josh Sweat was a very you know a good edge rusher for them for most of the year. Players typically don't uh, get better, contrary to what uh, Jeffrey Lurie said at the age of. 31 years old. So, yeah, I think he could bounce back and have a little more production. I mean, if he had like six sacks or something, uh, I would not be surprised. If we were saying he's playing like a top three to five defensive tackle in the NFL, which he was in his prime, uh, I would be surprised if if that were the case. Uh, All right, next up we have... Uh, not that green who says during an in-season burns with friends, Zberm was the only host to recognize Nard dog as a nickname for Andy Bernard. I would like to know Zach's top three episodes of the office. Uh, so I, now we know, this... uh, Kirk cousins, uh, pseudonym. <laughs> I'm a big office fan. I will admit that. I, uh, yeah. So if I'm allowed to include ones that are in two parts, then I would go okay. stress relief and fun run. Um, both of which uh, would make me laugh the 99th time that I've watched them. Um, if uh, if that's cheating, going with the ones that are in two parts, then I will go uh, business school. Um, I will go uh, the deposition, and I would go diversity day. Okay, diversity day. I don't. Classic. Yeah, I've seen all these, and I bear, I don't remember anything. Uh, from Ty, when is the last time you guys had pasta fisios? Need a bet over a sandwich soon. Too long. I can't remember. I did. Yeah, you I mean, know, it's, I, it's always too I, long. But I did uh, have a little, you know, whisper to the family yesterday. Pick up a little pasta fisios mm. on our way home. But I think everyone had eaten enough at uh, that point, so we did not do that. Uh, I, last time I went to Pasta Fisios was one of the press conferences recently. I want to say maybe uh, Kaiser White. Uh, on my way home, um, led to a good uh, good text uh, to the wife, the old the old ball and chain, 
She mm-hmm. said, what would you do for lunch? I said, picked up an Italian. And then the next te- text, I said, his name was Luigi. <laughs> Wait, you didn't offer to get her a sandwich before you no, ordered she was in your the own? Office. She was in the office oh, that okay. day. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's been too long. It was probably the 2019 season, I have to admit. Wow. Oh, man. Well, you 2020. Gotta your, you got to get your pasta fisios game going yeah 2020 we were not there right um i would go for practice but actually i I probably i probably picked one up on the way home in 2020 because we would drive there for practice this past year i feel like the the um the schedule was a little different right it it didn't necessarily correspond with lunch often Mm -hmm. uh so uh, I, I, I did not, but yeah, I, I would really like to get over there sometime now soon. Do you, now, I'm do you sorry. have a pasta, a new pasta officios for the suburban life? Mm, uh, now that you found yeah, so, yeah. question. you know, I'm trying to eat healthy at this point. Um, okay. so, uh, not so you're enough, probably doing a little sweet green, maybe a little honey grow. Yeah, you get a little, yeah, put no, a little lettuce uh, in the sandwich, make it, make no, it a doing salad. A lot of, it's fine. Yeah. Doing a lot of cooking from home. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I shouldn't say cooking, preparing from home. If, uh, but uh, there are a few places. Um, you know, there's there's this place, Carlino's, that's good, right? Um, Carlino's. Sounds yeah, good. That's a good spot. Carlino's Way. But I, I, I will have a fuller report after uh, the offseason. Uh, Frisky Dingus, question for Shield. Not sure how to answer this for you, Shield. Peck Nest Migrate, Zberm's Honeymoon, Marissa's Honeymoon, Bo's Honeymoon. I mean, I would have to know. I was Z Burn would have to reveal. I went to the Hong Kong. Okay, I I went to Hong Kong. Kong. All right, there you go. Okay, well, that's not the full story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have to be honest. I can't create it just on Hong Kong. Uh, did Bo and Marissa go to the same place for their? Did you go to Hawaii, Bo, for your honeymoon? No, or we not? went to Tanzania. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, I, I haven't peppered you. You know, we've been so focused on Zach that I haven't mm. peppered you on yours uh, there. So uh, Zach is an unknown. Bo is a Tanzania. Marissa is a Hawaii. Uh, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii. So I would probably you know Hawaii whenever like they did the Saved by the Bell Hawaii. Remember the Hawaii special? Mm. Whenever they go to Hawaii in a show, what was the show that was on in the uh, great show? Lost? The, uh, Hawaii 5 Resort. Uh, no, they were. They oh, were oh. Um, How am I forgetting the name? Uh, oh my god! Love the show. Yeah, it's outstanding. Oh, this is. We all know pathetic. what we're talking about. Oh my god! We should, I have no idea. The white. It's show. the White Lotus. Right? The, the White Lotus. Lotus. Oh, yeah. yeah, the White Lotus. I'm like, take me to Hawaii. So, uh, I think I would. I would nest that, and then I don't know. I can't answer the other two because we don't. So I would. Uh, I would peck Bo, and I can't really say for Zach because <laughs> we don't have full information. So I would have to migrate it. I don't want to be going to an unknown location. <laughs> Uh, All right. One more before our final break from uh, Monty Man. What is one moment in Eagles history that predates Birds with Friends that you wish you could have had a podcast about? Oh, I will will answer that. The miracle at the Meadowlands, right? Mm, I mean, could you imagine that you're – you're probably ready to go down to the uh, locker room at that that point and then 
They, you know, Joe Pasarczyk fumbles it. Herman Edwards picks oh, it up. Oh, that one. Oh, you're okay. saying the original. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah the original. I thought you were, thought you well, were saying I was, the Deshaun uh, okay. one. Yeah, me too. Okay, so I, I was thinking. I was hosting I, the I post-game show uh, for the Deshaun that one. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that did live. Me and Ellis, Ellis Hobbs and I. That's a good, that's a power combo right there. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking ones that, that predated me being at the stadium for. Mm. So oh, I think it's just about the pod. Okay, so that you could pod, pod it. Okay, so then that birds. So then that one would be better. Yeah, okay. I actually forgot to write that one down. I wrote down five. Uh, the snow game versus the lions. You mm, know, good that one. was just su- such a fun. Yeah. What a fun game that was. That would have been a good one. Uh, fourth and twenty six. I think uh, still very much holds a special heart in uh, a spot in the hearts of Eagles fans, even though it didn't work out the next week. That was uh, an incredible moment there. Uh, the four, how about the forty-four to six and just that whole day? Mm, I mean, that would have been, been a real fun. That would have been a good one to recap. Yeah, yeah, that might be number one. Uh, the two, you know, two fourth down stops against the Cowboys. They stopped him again. Merrill, uh, that would be a good one. And then I don't know. I my mind just started wandering with this question. And the one, that, the game that popped into my head was, and I guess this probably would have been a Candlestick Park. 1994, uh, they beat the 49ers 40 to eight. I remember this game. Like, yes, Charlie Gardner, the Charlie yeah. Gardner game. Uh, as an 11 year old, they were just crushing Steve Young. They pulled Steve Young in the third quarter, and this was, you know, I believe peak Steve Young. He got into it with George Seifert, uh, I believe, and so uh, you know, I, I remember excitement about that team being uh, very high at that time. I have one more to throw in, and that's. Uh, it's not a game, but the Mike Vick signing, an emergency pod for the Mike mm, Vick signing. You know, I one. thought about that, but I don't know that I would have wanted to be doing a podcast after that. I think that one needed some digesting. Some breathing. What I think I better. I think, think about I think a moment better than that would have been like the Namdi signing when that one really came out of nowhere. Uh, that yeah. would have been good. Uh, I went a little different way with this, less about uh, big games, more about what would have been a good uh, birds with friends. And so I'm going with, the time that um, Asante Samuel was announced during a game to uh, have uh, be injured with a lacerated groin. Okay. I think that would have been a good discussion after the game. Maybe. Sounds All painful. Right. Uh, one more break and then back with uh, more of your questions. Victor Knox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. All right, back on Burns with Friends, Bozak, Sheila, and Marissa. Did I call you Marissa Morris in the beginning again? I did, didn't I? I honestly don't even know. <laughs> it's still new Old for habits. me. Yeah, it's still new for Marissa me. Marissa Dunn, Marissa Dunn, Marissa Dunn. Okay. Uh, Someone let's get asked to- about wide receiver rankings or something. Wasn't there one like that? Just There was, but I don't know where they are, and there are too many tabs. So oh, give right. me. Uh, let's go with uh, what percentage, or I guess let's change this to how many turkeys would you put on the Eagles taking a wide receiver in round one? And who do you think Howie would take? Oh, okay, also, good. So this leads to a wide receiver Part discussion. two, has Zach 
asking a waiter or waitress for their favorite dish at a restaurant ever backfired on him. Many yeah, times, we told actually. the we told the story <laughs> of times, it <laughs> many times. He says, "Yeah, but Joseph, it doesn't change your habits, so, yeah, so the upside must be worth it." What was the yeah. worst that it, was anyone just like, "Dude, just pick what you want. I don't care." Yeah, there or was, was that just one Joseph? time. No, there was. <laughs> no, there was one time where uh, <laughs> it was in Washington D.C. and um, I always feel bad. Like uh, you know, I understand you're a vegetarian. I I, I don't want to. Uh, to like, um, you know, pump up uh, different me. <laughs> I was at a restaurant. I'm out of here. <laughs> I was at a restaurant in, in Washington <laughs> D.C. and it was a good restaurant that had like a lot of eclectic dishes. And the the waiter, um, I asked the waiter what he recommended, and he suggested rabbit. Okay, and I like a rabbit every now and then. There's one outside the window. You want me to <laughs> mail them to you? And I got and. <laughs> I gotta say, there was such a, there was there was barely any meat. Mm, that, yeah, that'll yeah. happen with a rabbit. Yeah, it was what very is it, unf- just the fur. <laughs> it was it was it was unfulfilling, <laughs> and relative to like some of the other dishes at the at at the uh, um, restaurant, that that was yeah. So so that backfired, and then something I don't do anymore uh, because I got talked out of it. Uh, I believe by Emily is. I used to say like it, it was like it was it was a game, you know. There there be one dessert that I liked, all right, and I would say to the waiter or the waitress, "What dessert do you recommend?" If you recommend the one that I want, I'm gonna order it. If not, then I'm not I'm not getting dessert here. Wait, wait, you would tell them that that's what you were doing? Yeah, so it was like a <laughs> like, like it was yes. like a like it was oh, saw. Oh my like, god, let's play You're a game. You're trying to get through the shift. <laughs> Jeez. Yes, I think Shields' point there. What's next? You're gonna start putting the dollar bills on the table and taking one off every time they do something you don't like. like. <laughs> That's why Emily recommended against it. But it, it used to be, you know, it, it's it's like all right, if if this is the best one and this is the one that I like, then I'm gonna go with it. If you're recommending the cheesecake and I'm in, oh I want the brownie sundae, all right, then I'm not I'm not gonna get. Dessert, oh my right? god! So. If you want a tip from me, answer these three riddles. Three. <laughs> I so would anyways. be tell, I would be telling you to go straight to yeah. Helsinki so, if you did that to me. I don't. I don't do that anymore. But good. Um, good job, yeah. Eberm. Thank you. Okay. Uh, All right. What was okay. the first question? Uh, on the wide, wide receivers. receivers. Uh, how many turkeys on the Eagles drafting a receiver in the first round? And who do you think is their type? Who do you think they would like? I mean, can we just talk about these wide receivers? Sure, I'm not. Uh, I'm not ready to give you my opinions on them. Okay. Just yet. I can give you some opinions. Zberm, do you have uh, strong opinions on kind of the top guys yet or no? I do. Okay. You want to go first? I'll defer to you first. Okay. Uh, now these are of course subject to change, but let's just you know start at sort of the top with the uh, with the beast here, Garrett Wilson. I think. Would you agree that it's probably unlikely that Garrett Wilson is there at 15, or do you think what percent? No, I I would agree with that. I think it's possible with any of these receivers because yeah. I, I don't think there's a clear like this this guy's your top ten guy or yeah. your top five guy, but uh, there are enough teams that could be in the market for one early that I think Wilson would be the odds on for the first one. My to go off I t- my overall take is that I am generally less impressed with this group of top receivers than the last couple of years of top receivers. 
Okay. Uh, I have a top two, and uh, luckily I ran this by uh, Coach Flynn, and they were the uh, the same two guys, so you can yell at him when the Eagles take one of these guys and they bust. It will not be my fault this time. It will be Coach Flynn's, uh, Coach Flynn's fault this time. I'm still debating which one, if I had to like choose between them, which one I would take. And uh, those those are Garrett Wilson and Jameson Williams. Uh, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver from Ohio State. You know, I, before I had watched closely, everyone's throwing Stefan Diggs' name out there. And I said, like, come on, you know, Stefan Diggs is like one of the most skilled receivers in the NFL. And then I watched Garrett Wilson, and I'm like, oh, I can definitely see this comp. Like, he does look like uh, Stefan Diggs with his route running. So, I, I mean, multiple people, Daniel Jeremiah, Matt Bowen, these guys were comping him to Stefan Diggs. Bo, I feel like he passes a lot of your wide receiver check marks he does you know he's a he's a junior uh he had a thousand over a thousand yards and 12 touchdowns last year he was productive uh the year before played in the slot played on the outside uh ran what did he run four four three eight tested uh very fast and so uh i really like uh garrett wilson i mean he just seems like somebody who could have 100 catches be a top tier receiver for a very long time good with the ball in his hands uh can separate i like his instincts his awareness his footwork his body control all the things that i you know have grown to kind of like out of a wide receiver he possesses all those things not the biggest guy not small but six foot uh 183 so he is one of the top two I like. And then uh, Jameson Williams is a, is a tricky one because he tore his ACL in January. And so you have to make the projection, when will he be back on the field and playing? Is this a guy who, you know, he's going to miss at least half of his first season? And then you look at, well, what does that mean for what kind of value we're getting in the first round? But man, if he were healthy, I think I could say, if he were healthy, I think I would have him as my top guy. I, this is, He is just a home run hitter, six foot two, uh, I mean, just takes the top off the defense, but not like a one-trick pony. I feel like he can do uh, a lot of different things. Sixth in yards per route run last year. Ben Fennell had a stat that I really liked. Last 12 years, there have been two wide receivers with at least nine catches. I know that's kind of arbitrary, but with at least nine catches of 50-plus yards, Jamar Chase and Jamison Williams are, are the two. Um, last year in the SEC, he started his career out at Ohio State, then went to Alabama. I mean, in the SEC last year, one year, 79 catches for 15, 72, yeah. and 15 touchdowns. I mean, averaged 20 yards per reception. Uh, and he plays with like a, you know, like an edge, uh, a competitiveness to him again i don't you know i don't think anyone would really describe him as sort of like a, i don't want to say soft but you know what i'm saying just the outside guy who can run i don't think that's him i think he can do uh, a lot of different things there he played gunner on the punt team which you know to like a real draft yep. nicks and like coaches they're like oh baby sign him up they'll, they'll they'll lead the press conference with that this guy played gunner Okay, well, yeah, why don't you lead with, you know, he had 1,500 yards right. in the SEC. But we know how, how coaches, scouts, and GMs are. So uh, I like everything about him. Uh, I love this guy. The only thing is, if you're worried about when can he come back, how much do you ding him for maybe not being able to contribute right away? But those were like my two uh, guys when I went through the top five or six here that I said, all right, I feel much better about these two, I think, than everybody else. So I don't, I've, that's not I've, controversial I've, I've, or anything, although, you yeah. know, people are number one and number on two on, on, on right. Dane's board. I, yep. okay. I, I have gone through like the, the profiles for these guys. You know, I've listened to, to so much draft content. And, and like I, I've watched them briefly, but I haven't 
what I'm what I'm looking forward to doing this weekend is actually sitting down and watching them to to get my own eye test. But based on everything I know and everything that I have looked at, those are the two guys who who would be at the top for me as well. Go Shout ahead. out yeah. to the YouTubers, by the way. I mean, you Google a guy's name now, yeah. and there are like film breakdowns. There's stuff with the All 22. There are these like 10 minute breakdowns where they go through. I, I wish I could. I had them up here. I would give credit to the actual people, but uh, there's good stuff out there. Whereas you know, 2012, it was just like, all right, there's one six minute highlight video to a Kanye track. Uh, now it's gotten right. a lot more, uh, a lot more detailed. I don't get me wrong. I still like watching those. I watch all of them. I think it's a shout out to Just Bomb Productions. I believe. Who yes, and it's just together. like, and it comes in with just like the most outrageous, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. video starts it's very fun yeah yeah i mean it's probably not suitable for work some of the lyrics on some of the songs but i like those but now you know you can tell with some of the film breakdowns does this person have any idea what they're talking about is this some jabroni and i feel like there's a lot of people doing uh good work with that stuff out there zebra yeah so uh i like both those guys you mentioned i i, I think uh garrett wilson's probably the safest one i think that there's a lot of upside with jameson williams speed um, I, I don't worry too much about, you know, there's, the, I mean, besides the injury, the knock on him is, well, why couldn't he see the field at Ohio state? Ohio state's loaded, right? Like they're, you know, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave are going to be first round picks even beyond those guys, right? You can argue that the best receivers on the, on the team are going to be in the draft next year and the year after that, right? Jackson so, Smith. I yep. can hear Gus Johnson. Uh, what a great name! It's yeah, a perfect I mean, name you, for him. <laughs> you saw what he did in the in, in the in the Rose Bowl there, um, and then so they're they're absolutely they're absolutely loaded. Uh, beyond that, I, I mean Drake London, someone who has a lot of fans. I think there's there's fatigue in Philly, or I shouldn't say fatigue, worry in Philly. Yeah, uh, because of the JJ Arthega Whiteside experiment. You know, he's a guy who is a jump ball player, has the size from the Pac-12. Uh, has that basketball not background now? Staying up late to watch those games. <laughs> yeah, um, Drake London was is like a dynamic basketball player, not just like a high school basketball player. I mean, he was a, um, you know, he's a he's a standout. Um, but uh, I I don't know if I would put him in the JJ comparison in in the JJ bucket, but he is your prototypical X. He did I should say Dane has a seven round mock draft. And he has um, Jordan Davis and Drake London going to the Eagles in right. the first round. And he has the Eagles passing on Jameson Williams, Chris Olave, and the player I'm going to mention here, and that's Traylon Burks. And I'm a sucker for Traylon Burks. Um, I, for full disclosure, I was all in on LaVisca Chenault a few years disclosure. ago. It's true. And, and Get LaVisca to the Chiefs and <laughs> he might be redeemed. And Traylon has a little LaVisca in his game, or has a lot of LaVisca in his game. Like, there's there's more LaVisca than Debo, right? You know, I, I think, like, Debo might be the best-case scenario. Right. But I actually think A.J. Brown would, would be the player that I would I would look at there. Um, I hate to use this comparison because he's a Hall of Famer, but when you just watch him play in the SEC, it's like watching Terrell Owens almost in terms of, like, the size, the way he can run in the open field. He doesn't have the 40-time. Um, but he, he, he has the production at the highest level, right? Like, uh, he had a great quote. Um, I, it was at his pro day. I'm going to butcher the quote, but it was when he was asked about his speed, he said, count the amount of people who've like, who've, who've caught me from behind. And, um, I, when you hear the term game speed, uh, Traylon Burks is someone who, who, when he's on the field, 
Like he absolutely belongs. And uh, another one where like the GPS tracking data that NFL teams have will will make a real yep. difference. Yep. Uh, I I understand that the way he was used kind of contributed to the production uh, to the production that there were screens and quick passes. Um, but he was he was just so productive and such a good player that uh, I'm really intrigued by by Traylon Burks. I, I think he can be a number one. And then um, beyond kind of like the ones that everyone talks about, if you're looking for a little projection based on the the tools and the profile, but the, but maybe doesn't have the college numbers, and that's George Pickens mm-hmm. from Georgia. I thought you might um, like that guy. And George Pickens, like if George Pickens went to Alabama – um, he would he'd be seventy five catches a thousand yards right. Um, it's it's just kind of the first off he was hurt last year, but even before that the 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 Came way back Georgia to play yeah, at the end of the season exactly the way Georgia plays offense, um, they're just not having the 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 high volume receiver, uh, and he had Stetson Bennett at quarterback and made my opinions of Stetson Bennett at quarterback clear before. Uh, but overall, like George Pickens, if if you're looking for someone late first or early second who has the chance to be your number one receiver, I'm I think George Pickens, Pickens is, is that guy. And I I I don't mean to like disparage um smaller school players, but I'd much rather have George Pickens than Christian Watson. Right. And I, I get that I watch more SEC than I I, I watch uh, North Dakota State play, but uh, to me George Pickens just has the tools and um, similar to George Pickens, but from this one's much more of an injury risk. Justin Ross, his freshman year at Clemson, was awesome, and since then he's just had an unfortunate turn with injuries. Uh, but he's someone who like he also um, ran really slow. Yeah, true, true. Um, and so I, I may be favoring big school players there, and I'd probably lean away just because of the injury history, uh, but I would just mention him as a middle-round guy. And then there's some other middle-round guys too. I mean, Sky Moore's not a middle-round guy anymore, but he's he's electric when you watch him play. Calvin Austin has a lot of speed coming out of Memphis, um, so we can get into the, into the, into the nitty-gritty there. But uh, Traylon Burks is the player I would really focus on. Uh, the two I wanted to touch on there that I uh, formed opinions on Hands in the first yourself. round. Uh, Drake London is uh, Nate Tice of uh, The yep. Athletic and The Athletic Football Show. I mean, he has planted his flag on He, did, he said it on our show back yeah. at the Combine. And he stuck with it. He's gone back. He said he's gone back and watched to make sure he's, you know, not uh, great. Now, he does admit he has a type, a ball winner, big guy, X type guy, but, uh, you know, he loves Drake London. So, um, USC six foot four, two nineteen. Bo, you might lead turn only turns 21 in July. Young guy yeah, the profiles. Good. Had an, a th- had a thousand yard season at, uh, USC feasted on kind of back shoulder throws and, uh, 50, 50 balls. Daniel Jeremiah says reminds him of Mike Williams was the comp, uh, he put out there who is a $20 million a year, uh, player now for the, Chargers, uh, others I think have questions about his ability to separate, and I think that's why you you know you mentioned the Ortega Whiteside thing. It's not the same guy, obviously, but can a guy separate at the next level? Now Nate would argue that their quarterback play was terrible and that he was separating, and, and that we're tired of that. Just, 
would just underthrow the ball. And so everything would turn into a contested catch. You know, just watching him, there are, I don't know how many instances. There were some instances, certainly, where that was the case, where you're like, oh, that was nice. And he's got three yards of separation, and it's a garbanzo beans uh, throw. But as uh, Zebra mentioned earlier, you don't want to be uh, talking yourself into some of this stuff. Uh, a coach to Bruce Feldman compared him to Mike Evans. There was this uh, stat out there. I can't remember. Bo, do you know who, who t- tweeted this out? It was like I don't know the, who it was, but the con- okay. yeah, the contested catch percentage. Percentage of contested catches in college, I think, in the last five years. And it was a list that basically had Nikhil Harry, Ortega Whiteside, Jalen Rager, Denzel Mims, right. and Drake London. So I think that's why uh, Eagles fans are like, no thank you to that guy. He did force a lot of missed tackles. He caught a lot of screens. Um, I'm trying to see what else. I have here. He didn't test. So like he, he definitely does not right. look fast on film and you kind of have no baseline. You have no idea how fast he is. Uh, so that's another one where if they have, if they have the GPS numbers, uh, that would certainly be helpful. There. average 13 and a half yards for his career. So, you know, not a, uh, not a big number there. You know, I thought he kind of reminded me a little bit of Allen Robinson who wasn't quite a uh, little bit smaller. I think he was 6'3". Drake London was 6'4". Uh, Allen Robinson did not run well at the combine, but that was the type of player he was. I mean, I wasn't in love with him. I can see what others, uh, you know, what the people who like him see where like there's a scenario where he becomes really good. I would just have, uh, man, when I say I'm not sure about speed and separation, uh, I don't know, over the years, I feel like that's probably burned me too much where I'm just like, I'm going to stay away from that guy at the top of my list. So that's how I felt about Drake London. Well, well, I also have to say, and and we haven't even answered our, our the turkeys on whether the Eagles will draft a receiver, but like the context here, I have I have sort of changed my mind a little bit about drafting a receiver in the first round um, because of like the you know we, we know the bust rate, but like really looking at it um, like I did for for the story earlier this week, it's just like I don't know I I would it, with fifteen and eighteen. The Eagles you need to a receiver. Explain explain what the story so highlighted right that was so a good nugget so we know based on the way that teams value the positions salary cap wise and like what these guys get paid that quarterback tackle edge wide receiver that is that is the four like you we we know that and that is how like the pick disparity is in the first round teams value those positions those are the positions they draft because they know how impactful those positions are and yet where the pro bowlers come from where the best players in the league come from for those other three positions, they're one, two, three in terms of when those guys are picked, where the best players are picked. They're drafted in the first round. Like their median picks are quarterback is 10 and a half, tackle is 15, edge is 20. Uh, 72% of the of the elite quarterbacks come from the first round, 63% of the tackles, 60% of the edges. That's Those are the top three in each category. Wide receiver in both is bottom three with running back and guard. 42% uh, first-round picks, and the median pick is 47th uh, overall. It's just like it's such a crapshoot that not that I don't want to add a receiver, but like if you're telling me there's an edge or even a defensive tackle there that I know like the, 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 the success rate is much higher, I don't know. That might That might move the needle for me, especially if – you know that you know you've got enough picks that you can you can add a wide receiver to this offense. Also, knowing that like this offense specifically 
it just needs like a baseline of competence. You don't need somebody to be better than Devonte Smith. You need somebody to help Devonte Smith be great. I mean, that, that's a separate well, discussion. But yeah. yeah. I yeah, I mean, for 20, you know, for you want as much juice as possible in my, you know, 20, you're looking beyond uh, 2022. Well, and that's also to the Jamison Williams things. Like I was going to say, I don't, I don't, I don't really worry about like, when's he going to be ready? If you think he's, if you think he's the guy, like the, the your, premium, yeah, I would, your, your yeah. premium picks are about getting the best possible player exactly in your franchise, like control. That's what it's about. Yeah. That's how I would look at it with the Eagles is, is uh, obviously positions matter. And I would. I you know I would break ties with the positional value, but to me like they just need need blue chip players on their team. They need guys who are going to be like building blocks and regardless of the position. So uh, if if you think that there's a safety that could be a building block player, then you take a safety. If you think that there's a line now, uh, you know I I would to to go with Shields draft rules. I I would lean toward people who can affect the passer. I would lean toward an, an edge rusher. I would lean toward a pass rushing defensive tackle. I would lean toward a wide receiver. But I don't think the Eagles have enough blue chip players on their team, and the first round is the chance to find those guys. Traylon Burks, uh, I agree with a lot of what you said, uh, Zach. I mean, I can, you can see A.J. Brown when you see some of his highlights and you you know you get excited like all right this guy will just stiff arm a db and just get to the end zone and sort of have plays with a physicality a fearlessness 6-2 225 uh you know had 1100 yards and 11 touch touchdowns was first team all sec so bo he passes all your uh check checkpoints i think um in terms of what you're looking for uh 45 of his 66 catches last year were within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage so it was a lot of just like get the ball in his hands and uh and let him go there so i was kind of going back and forth with him uh i do like him i mean he had 22 plays of 20 plus yards I didn't totally see the Debo thing that, uh, you know, like like people, he, he's been a common comp for uh, Traylon Burks. I mean, I see it a little bit. I, I agree with you, Zach. I kind of saw a little bit more of A.J. Brown. Now, he read 4-5-5, which to me, like, I'm not that worried about 4-5-5. Like, yeah, yeah that, that's perfectly fine. And he's right about what he said at the Combine. I mean, he ran away from Alabama defenders yeah. uh, in that game. I mean, against Alabama, he had an injured shoulder and he had eight for 179 and two touchdowns. Like, you know, and, and he is he was the offense. I mean, they were just feeding him time and again there. So um, he's an intriguing player. Uh, I like him. I'm kind of rooting for like his upside to uh, pan out because that that's a very fun uh, type of player for me. But I guess he hasn't done like all the things you would typically, you know, look, you see in like a Garrett Wilson or Jamison yeah. Williams. You can kind of just picture it. All right, put him out there. Um, his stuff was more, I don't want to say gadgety, but they used him in different ways. But uh, I definitely see the upside there. And now the one guy we haven't talked about is is, is Chris Olave. Are you down yeah. on Olave? Are you guys down on him? Uh, I wouldn't say down on I I, I definitely like uh, the top two guys better than him. I like Burks better than him. I don't know about him versus uh, London. I mean, there's a lot to like about Olave. I mean, he ran four three nine. Uh, now he doesn't pass your uh, check check marks, no. Bo. He's a senior. He's a senior. He had nine hundred and fifty, but he didn't have a thousand. Right. And now he now Terry McLaurin is like the best example of a guy who was a senior and and uh, didn't top a thousand recently and it's from the same school like oh he's sort of similar to him and ohio state stuff has been weird michael thomas was weird in that way as well um but yeah i have questions about the profile 
Yeah, he's not. He broke if a guy nine. Stays ta- as a senior, I want to see him dominate. Like, yeah, I know that they've got a lot of guys. I mean, he did at times, but yeah, you're right. The overall numbers. I mean, there were certainly games where you looked at it and were like, he's the best player uh, on the field. But uh, broke nine like, tackles. Look at what Devontae Smith. Did. I mean, it's a, he was yeah. historically dominant, but he was in a loaded wide receiver group. He stayed till right. he was a senior, and he had like what 1,800 yards or whatever it was. That's like, true. Yeah, he was thirty first in yard thirty first in yards per route run last year. Broke nine tackles in his entire career. I mean, his game is really. I mean, it's two things that I really like, uh, but uh, speed and route running. I mean, he definitely knows how to get open. He ran uh, 4.39. He averaged over 15 yards per reception in his career. For some reason, watching him, I just am like, all right, he doesn't have the upside as some of these other guys. Like, I don't see him. I, I could be totally wrong uh, on this, but I don't like see a scenario where he's just a top five wide receiver in the NFL. But I actually think it might help him if he slips a little bit and goes to a place where there's a really good quarterback and he's a complimentary piece. Like, he could win rookie of the year, I think, uh, next year because he seems like somebody who's pretty polished mm-hmm. and doesn't. Uh, but, you know, he, maybe. It's not he's bad. A, he's yeah, kind of like Brogdon. that. Yeah. Okay. I would, yeah, uh, I would be, I would be very lukewarm. I would be very lukewarm if, uh, yeah. if he was the pick for the Eagles with one of the first two. Yeah, thirty-five turkeys is what I'm putting on the Eagles drafting receiver in the first round. I'll go forty-five. Uh, Forty-six. Okay, uh, Eagles. By the <laughs> way, have Olave in for a visit uh, today. All right, is let's there go. One, uh, is there one player who's being linked to the Eagles in the first round who you'd be totally who who you'd be underwhelmed by? Yeah, Devontae so Wyatt. Okay. I haven't done anything on Devontae okay. Wyatt yet. Okay. Don't, don't Zach, don't I will bother. say as I was going through the top twenty, uh I like your boy. I don't know. Which I, don't know I feel like you have a lot of boys. What's that? Carl Loftus? No. Uh, Loftus Dax, Dax Hill. Dax Hill. Is a fun no. Okay, yeah. Dax Hill's my boy. Okay, yeah. yeah thank I mean, you. I, I appreciate you reading about, that. I don't know about it. fifteen, but, but like yeah. I I don't know. I wouldn't crush it probably. I mean Man, I like he that really, stuff. if you're just looking at sort of like, all right, this would be like a, like I'm very confident again, you should be overconfident. I'm very confident that he's just going to be really like above average to it with a high ceiling, uh, for a long time. I mean, just uh, physical, great athlete can play safety, can play nickel was productive in college. Um, I think, uh, who, who mocked to Jeremiah compared him to Darnell Savage, who I really liked, uh, two or three years ago, a playmaker. He, he wants, what did the kids say? He wants the smoke. Isn't that the, uh, mm-hmm. right? That's the, he, like he, he just wants in on every play. I feel like, I think there was a Malcolm Jenkins comparison uh, somewhere that I read. I don't know if that was just the physical dimensions or not, but that's one to me that if you trade back and now you're picking in the twenties uh, and you take, get Dax Hill and another pick uh, that to me would be a nice outcome for them. So for, for me, the answer is uh, Trent McDuffie. Right, who, mm. who like you don't like Washington t- corners? <laughs> no, I actually I, I do like Philadelphia Washington has had enough corners. of players from but University no, of like Washington. If, if I'm spending the the 15th pick in the draft on someone, or I'm spending the 18th pick in the draft on someone, like like what does he do that's special? Or you know he he doesn't have the size profile that you're looking for. He doesn't have like the elite measurement profiles that you're looking for. He doesn't have the ball skills in terms of like the production in college that that you're looking for. I understand he's considered a high floor player in terms of the coverage, uh, and I understand you know you know Alexander in Green Bay shows that, that 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 you can be the best corner in the NFL or at least at least one of them. 
at you know that that size and that profile. But but to me, like he he didn't do anything so special uh, that I want to say, all right, this is a top twenty pick. I I'd much if if I'm gonna spend my first my top twenty pick on a corner, I want him to be like Stingley. I want him to be. Uh, like Sauce Gardner, you know, where there's just just something about him that's really hard to find elsewhere. It's funny because I could see uh, their coaching staff and maybe their scouts really liking Trent McDuffie, just with what they kind of want. Are you know the OJ's son asking, for the new listener <laughs> asking their corners to do like you said. You know, he's only he's not OJ's son by the way. Yeah. He's five foot eleven, yes. one ninety three. That's Webb Simpson. Okay. Just a feisty, can play man or zone, you know, was very, uh, you know, had, a, I think, allowed 111 yards total uh, last year, was third in yards per coverage snap, uh, yards allowed per coverage snap, like smart, uh, great tackler, all those things that I feel, you know, and again, I don't really know what uh, Johnny Gans and his staff wants, but I don't know. It, it wouldn't shock me if he's another guy, if they traded down maybe, and we're like, oh, yeah, we really, you know, we like everything about this guy. And it's just kind of a safe pick mm-hmm. at a premium position if he was someone who they had maybe higher on their board than other teams. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't like him at 15, but if you're if you're yeah. trading down from 18 or something, I think that's okay. All right, let's and go. Talk to you. I'm, I'm with you, him. though, Zach. I, yeah. I, I would agree with you, though, Zach. Uh, let's go lightning round here to get through a few more before we're uh, closing up. Uh, Grant Don't forget Lowe's. the undershirt one. Uh, what are, uh, it's time for a change. What are the best deodorants out there? Everybody knows I'm a secret man. Uh, highly recommend the secret gel. I, I go dove original. I think it's nutrient rich. Uh, and yeah, you're right. You know, you do need, sometimes the, uh, the armpits get used to one and yeah. you need to switch it up. It I'll stops, tell you what, that hasn't happened effective. to me for a while with the dove. It's, 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 uh, going strong there. Zach. I wear Mitchum. Uh, oh Mitchell, yeah, you're a Mitchum man. Yeah, Mitchum but man. but I look, I might be in the what market a man. for. Uh, I might be in the market for a change as well. So, oh. uh, yeah. Would we'll you see. consider women's deodorants? No, I would not. Okay. Why, Marissa? Do you want to chime in here? I don't know. I mean, it's it's up to you. You don't have to. Certainly. Does Michael have a preferred? You? Anybody? He just bought um, more, so that's always good. At least mm. we have something. Good have fresh, yeah. <laughs> because it's very evident when there's there's no more left. <laughs> this is a great lead into the undershirt yeah. question. Yes, those are also necessary. Uh, let me find the undershirt question. Okay. Uh, Bo once described getting undershirts at the Mall of America from uh, Chris Deloro. Uh, attire question: Do undershirts stop you from having sweat marks in nice shirts, or heat you up so sweating is more likely? Uh, it's a great question. It's an important question. Uh, this is a very important yeah. question of adulthood. In my opinion, the undershirt serves one of two purposes. Uh, one is, uh, you know, you're someone who, listen, regardless of Mitchum or whatever, uh, the pits are going to, there's mm. going to be some moisture there on a hot day. Maybe you're at a Phillies game. Yep. Maybe you're mowing the lawn. Maybe you're just walking around town. And, uh, you know, but you have, well, I guess you wouldn't be wearing like a, a button down shirt at a Phillies game, but you get the point. Uh, you're doing something with a button down on a hot day. And the last thing you want is for those, what, what would you call those? Pit stains? The pancakes. 
pancakes to form in the uh you know on the dress shirt where you're raising right. your hand yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah. going oh you don't God. want that yeah so so i think that's the main purpose of the undershirt is that you don't want that soaked through uh through the dress shirt so even if it makes you a little bit uh, hotter and you might sweat more that doesn't matter what matters is others won't know that you're sweating Correct. to that degree you're sending a message out to the world that you know you care about them and you're not trying to make them look at that uh unnecessarily so i think that's the first purpose uh the second purpose which you know i don't know how many turkeys i'd put on each of these but i would say this one will be higher than expected is the you're not you don't love your chest hair situation you know mm, you got some stuff you got some stuff coming out there i've Maybe got a like different to, uh, go ahead Okay, you got a different one. Maybe you like to, you know, you can play a little loose with the buttons. You don't want it all the way up to the neck. You want to let it out there a little bit. And uh, but you want the undershirt to cover. Zach looks like he's ready to, you know, reach through the computer and punch me in the face <laughs> That's here. That's not what I'm saying. No. Oh, okay. No, you no, got no. some takes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you wear the undershirt because you just want to cover some of that chest hair around. You don't want everyone to see that. Now, listen. There are other uh, depends. Some some men are very comfortable, which is you know, show off the chest there uh let it out there which i always admire uh from people others you know might do some type of grooming where they say we don't need the undershirt we're just going to take care of the chest hair that will be shown when we're unbuttoning the button down and so uh, we don't have to worry about it there now from a looks perspective i don't like the look of a you know crew neck white t-shirt under a undershirts should not be seen they should be yeah, undershirts get yourself a v-neck undershirt we, okay but see, here's, here's see the problem crew. i agree with you but you know that doesn't solve your chest hair problem the v-neck uh undershirt if you're worried about the chest hair coming through and maybe you're a little embarrassed about that the v-neck doesn't solve your problem there so don't be embarrassed uh, I would about the chest hair let it out or groom it if not there's nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with i don't that. think Manscaped I think you no are over, you are overlooking. Yeah. Okay, the, what am I forgetting? You're overlooking. I felt the, good about that answer. The use of the undershirt on uh, protecting the nipples from poking through. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see anything on there. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, expand. I wasn't if you've expect- got a, a sheerer shirt, like a polo shirt or something like that, you don't want you don't want those uh, you don't want those pokies showing. Sometimes you go with it with an undershirt. I've never heard this as a usage, but I'm sure our listeners will chime in. Uh, I, don't, I don't I don't know if this is a flex or a Ferris, but I've never had that issue. Mm. Um, my guys behave. It seems <laughs> All right, so I, I I have another use for the undershirt. Okay, um, okay. I'm afraid. I can, after both. Okay, all right. Uh, so so Sheil mentioned um, the pit stain. Okay, mm. not so worried about the pit stain. Oh, or, or, or I'm, I'm sorry, the pit mark. Not so worried the about the pit through. mark. The soak through. The soak through. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. There you go. I I I gave it away. Uh, Sheil, not so worried. Uh, I'm I'm not so worried about the soak mark. What oh, is what's the, uh, what's more problematic is yeah. you get the shirt out of the laundry, yeah. you look at it, the discoloration. Yeah, that's okay. Good. Discoloration, and I, I, I which uh, coloration? I, discoloration. I did a, a little research on this. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Outstanding. Not not for this podcast, for for my own okay. usage here, and apparently, um, antiperspirant deodorants. Yeah. Which mm. which Mitchum is. Uh, there can be a, a, a certain amount of like uh, aluminum or something uh, that 
I, I'm, I'm just trusting what I found in, in Google here that causes that. And you, you, you get, you know, a, a t-shirt that you like that all of a sudden, you know, uh, what do you do here? Um, so I, I actually got, I, I stopped wearing undershirts a few years ago. This was, an, this was a, a, mm. another Emily thing because it can add a little bulk, right? You mm. know, when you're wearing I have generally become a little bit less uh, reliant on the undershirt over, over the past few years, I would say. It, exactly. You know, the undershirt can make you look bulkier. Um, but, uh, if, if you have a shirt that you like or a shirt that, you know, you, you, you spend some money on and all of a sudden or it's a, got or the a discolor- white shirt. Yeah. And it's got some discoloration. Then, then what do you do there? So, uh, if, if you have any, if, if you have any tips for getting that out of shirts, because hmm. I saw some stuff on, on, Speaking of on, tips. On, 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 on Google that had to do with like lemon juice or vinegar that's a little too much for me yeah. if there's if there's something that that doesn't require 24 hours in vinegar um <laughs> let me know okay uh yeah. but uh yeah so that's that's uh my take on undershirts Grand, tremendous job out of you yeah you're absolutely right uh about that i forgot about that yeah my understanding is that you know you see those you might see those stains they're not stains, you know, from your underarm perspiring. They're generally stains from the deo- what you're exactly. putting on the exactly. uh, on the underarm. Yeah. Now, yeah, those generally to me will ruin the undershirt where you look at those and you say, all right, I need right. another batch of these bad boys. Um, but yeah, I didn't think about that. If you're foregoing so, the undershirt, they could do that uh, to your regular shirt. Now I do, I will push back a little bit on like the bulkiness. You know, you can get a night, you want to get a nice fitting, like I'll go kind of a size smaller in an undershirt than I would in a t-shirt because you want that to be a little, you know, clingy, you know, you don't want that. You don't want I can't tell if Marissa wants to chime in or just leave. She Uh, seems a little antsy. Yeah. (laughs) No, actually, Michael just walked in and said, you're still on. I took the (laughs) (laughs) talking deodorant and undershirts. (laughs) So real quick here, though, in in case this is a service to people who are noise, that's why in case it's a service to people who are listening here. Emily says, my problem is not the deodorant that I'm wearing. She says that um, I'm getting dressed too quickly, that I need to let it dry before I mm. – I see Marissa shaking. Really? What head. is this? I know nothing about this. If Michael gets dressed too quickly, his whole clothes are like soaked through. That's mm. – yeah. So if yeah. you put on deodorant, then you put on the T-shirt, then it's going to leave. That's, why you, need, that's leave. why you need the robe. You need yeah. your transition <laughs> yes. garment. You need a transition so, garment. So you're telling me, so Eberm's advice is let the pits air out a little bit with the deodorant on, then you put yeah. the shirt on? Yeah, so, so maybe you, you put the deodorant <laughs> on, okay, and, you know, you 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 wait a minute or two, you yeah, make sure it's dry, a little bit. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then you put the t-shirt on because, like Shield said, it's not the sweat that's leaving a mark, it's the deodorant that's leaving a mark, and if the deodorant's dry... Therefore, it's not leaving a mark. Anyways, is there a, ti- that's is there a timing for that? Like, uh, you know, don't put the shirt on for 15 minutes or is the, I mean, is longer than you try to live longer than Saturday or, or this past Sunday, rather, whatever yeah. it was this past Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. This past Sunday, this past Sunday, <laughs> get out of the shower, put the shirt on and all of a sudden it's like, what the hell happened? Or, I'm sorry. What, what happened to this That'll t-shirt? Happen. Right. Yes. Brand new t-shirt. Right. Okay. And so, yeah. Nice job. That's All right, good. a good so question. Shield, from... Next time you're counting backwards, account for that in your yeah, writing. yeah. That's, that's right. right. Shower, that. rest period. <laughs> that's put the right. Shirt on and go. Yeah. Air, pit air airing out. Pit, Ten yeah. minutes. Eight yeah. minutes for that. Yeah. Uh, good question from at Sean Point. If the oh, princess, we're still going. Oh, let's do. Let's do two or three more. 
If the Princess Diana <laughs> Kelly Green bomber jacket was being secretly held in a Mara family mansion, what current eagles would you want on your Ocean's Eleven style heist squad to retrieve it? So I went through. I, I got the uh, yeah. You do this. Here. Yeah. This is all mine. Uh, now, yeah, I think you think like who's the Clooney of the Eagles? You probably think Kelsey. He's got the most gravitas, but I actually don't think he's the guy here. I think you go with Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is the Clooney. Uh, very handsome man. He's got the uh, he's got the ability to pull this squad together. Who goes with Clooney? Who is Jalen Hurts's Brad Pitt? Devonte Smith, no doubt about that. I think the two of them together, uh, you're you're hoping uh, can make something happen. Uh, Bernie Mac, who's the Bernie Mac? Bernie Mac dead. Who's gonna make a? Who can you count on to like make a scene with his mouth? Easily Darius Slay. That's an easy one. Um, who is the Elliot Gould? Who is the uh, the financier? Who is willing to have a grudge? That is Jason Kelsey. He's he's the older one. He's he has probably made the second most money uh, on the roster in his career besides Fletcher Cox. Who's your Casey Affleck and Scott Kahn? Your guys who are going to be, uh, you know, who, who who give it back and forth to each other, but can get stuff done. Very easy here. That's Avante Maddox and Dallas Goddard. We've they've got that same relationship. Uh, who's the Eddie Jemison? Who is the squirrely, uh, computer savvy guy who you're not sure is going to be able to get the job done? That's Andre Dillard. Andre Dillard is the Eddie Jemison. Uh, Don Cheadle. Who is Bash? Who who can you count on to uh, blow stuff up? Derek Barnett, no doubt about that. Uh, who is the gymnast? Uh, that's Jake Elliott, tiny little guy, good athlete. Uh, I know some people wanted Jordan Mailata. Jordan Mailata is instead Matt Damon, the precocious guy. You're not sure if he can live up to it. Gets put in a big spot, exceeds expectations. That's Jordan Mailata. And finally, uh, Carl Reiner, Carl Reiner, Jeff Stoutland. No doubt about that. Well done. Uh, okay. On a scale of zero to 100 turkeys, how likely are the Eagles to give Jalen Hurts a contract extension? This is a good question. 15? Do you think more? Uh, more I might go over fewer. 15. Okay. Just because it, it is a possible. Like, I don't think they're going to do it, but like if he. No, nah, I think that's good. If yeah, he I plays well enough next year to get another year, then are you going to extend him? And then he's got even no. if he's you've got good contract value for trading him potentially. I don't know. I would. I might go. Uh, I might go sixteen. Yeah, I'll go fourteen. Okay. Uh, tough. Tough for Zach. Really got boxed in there. Uh, okay. Luckily, no one will ever know who won or lost because it's an unanswerable quote. Uh, from Killacow, how long would a Belvedere-esque injury keep you on the shelf for, and how would you tell people you were hurt? I don't know the answer to that one. I'm I sure mean, you... mine would be a long time. How many sick days do we get? I would probably be using them all up. We get how sick days? I, how would I tell people? Uh, yeah, you can use a sick day, mm -hmm. I believe, if you're taking like your kid, right, to a doctor's appointment or something. I think you can use a sick day for that. I mean, not that you would really need to, probably, because it's a couple hours, but I think that's how it works. I could uh, be wrong. Question right, for silent. the senior. I would, how be would out, I, I would be out for... Uh, I don't know, a couple hours, and I would just tell people I, that one of my kids whacked me in the in the uh, little Duprees. Oh, I thought this is you're sitting on the little Duprees. Mm. Yeah, but that's what I would tell people. I would, I would be tell... honest about it, yeah. <laughs> and I would tag Kill a Cow when I answered it. I don't know what context it would come up in. I probably would try to avoid the question. Uh, <laughs> have I asked all the questions that I gave you guys heads up about? Oh, one more. Uh, from Big Seals, what is your own personal flu game 
He adds that I once went directly from a 14-hour flight to a bachelor party on no sleep in a location where we knew no, no one and secured the best Cali weed possible without getting ripped off just by asking the right people. Still get complimented to this day. Nice job. Uh, I couldn't really think of one here. I mean, I hate to compare anything to the flu game, right? But uh, based on the context of the question, I would say 2018. Uh, you know, I, I cover a game in London. I, I, I get a flight, first flight out. Uh, I connect through Boston, get back to Philly, land, and get ready to promote a book, which comes out the next day. Ooh, uh, okay, and promoting, you know, promoting the book, doing the rounds. And then all of a sudden, the Eagles trade for Golden Tate. Golden Tate. And uh, um, Jeff and, and his wife are in Paris. <laughs> they're in Paris. Because uh, I was also the, there. Yeah, uh, some of the other guys I'm working with are, are off or whatever. And um, and so, all right, so now I step in and I'm covering I'm covering the Golden Tate story. And uh, I'm still kind of uh, having sleep. You know, I, I don't know what hour my body's on. Um, <laughs> I'm doing appearances on random... Um, you know, podcasts and radio shows and uh, signing, you know, going anywhere that would have me sign this book uh, while writing about Golden Tate um, while, uh, yeah. So anyways, it's uh, a good that one. Would, yeah, that would be my equal. Well, uh, I don't know. I mean, I did. I guess I had a, uh, a cough that never went away the entire 2017 season. Does that count? Uh, yeah, I think listeners would remember that yeah, one. I think pretty, they would uh, remember that. Yeah, give you credit um, for that. Yeah. yeah. I think. mean, if you had one, we would have heard about it already. You would have mentioned it nonstop. I play through pain all the time. I mean, yeah. I I'm never as do. As, I'm as tough as yeah. I get. I'm the opposite. If it's if I'm not 100%, I'll see you later when I am. I think for me, it's if there is something really wrong, you won't hear about it. But if there's something only a little bit wrong, then I will make a big deal out of that, you know. A little cold. You got to soak that bad boy up. Okay. Okay. All right. I think we've done enough. Whoo, baby. I think think Marissa agrees. So does does Michael. He would like his wife back. Okay. For uh, Zach, Sheil, Marissa, and Michael, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Two episodes next week. And then um, we're into it, baby. We've got, we got, we got lots of stuff to talk about, lots of content coming your way. So make sure you subscribe to The Athletic at theathletic.com slash birdswithfriends. Evangelize the podcast. Let's get us up those charts. Uh, all that good stuff. For everybody here and Elijah, I'm Bo. Thanks for listening. And as always, we love you.